All right, welcome to a special off-season edition of the FBL podcast. I'm your host, the Commissioner. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Justin Erb. Hello. We are also here with the uh, trade mediator extraordinaire, Andrew, the real Andrew. (laughs) Hello. So uh, we've been on a break for... uh, I don't know, about six months. Um, we've, we've been on hiatus. Uh, Herb has been a gypsy. You want to give us an update on your uh, situation? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a pop star, so I've been on tour and hitting the road, seeing the, the great states of America. Um, no, it's, a, it's been a journey. I, I'm not quite, I'm still in transit, but I am able to uh, hop on a pod and react to uh, some madness that just went down in the FPL. Yeah, so I heard you uh, moved into an area where boys running back superstar. So I want to ask, have you run into Tony Pollard yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did okay. see Dak, though. Fair enough. In the uh, Yes. <laughs> So, uh, cutting to the chase, there was a big deal that went down in this last week. Um, Andrew, you want to break down Kenny and Drake for uh, Tyler Higby? <laughs> well, you know, it was uh, trying to trade with the rest of the FPL over the last several months has been horrible, and uh, I was at down to my. I was at my limits here and I just decided to start texting me in and, you know, our friendship has really blossomed over the years and uh, we just decided it made sense for us. You know, I, I was trying to get rid of Kenyon Drake, who I think I'm higher on than some people on this pod, namely Putnam. And, you know, I think that getting Higby allows me to feel a little bit better about my tight end situation. So I think it's a win-win for both sides. Yeah. So this was a great episode. Um, Hope everyone enjoyed the breakdown of that big deal. Uh, That's why I got on. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I mean, the, the one thing I would say is the Maloof seem very invigorated for uh, this season. Uh, they've been reaching out to uh, me a lot more uh, in the last couple of weeks and probably the last few years combined. So, um, you know, do that. But uh, I think we're all here for the, uh, the epic uh, four-way deal. Um, so you definitely, like, primed the pump with the, uh, that, that little deal to get things going, get the uh, FPL. So how did this uh, deal kind of uh, start off? You know, I, I also think- want to know who is oh. the first player that was, that was offered up in this epic trade. Player number one. Well, Justin Herbert, of all people. Okay, okay. <laughs> how, how it started there, I, uh, I think you guys could probably guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could walk you through how this actually started out, if that's what you want me to do. That's what yeah. we want you to do. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought we were still talking about the Fluffer deal, Megan Higby. Oh, no. No one gives a shit about that, dude. I, I mean, Stafford Higby. All right, anyways. So this, this started off apparently – I, I did some digging here. I went all the way back to week 10 of last year, if you could believe it, where Mr. Plouts had just been constantly 
harassing Presto for Herbert. And I don't know what it was. I thought at first Presto was going after Murray, but no, no, it was the other way around. Plouts really liked Herbert. He was going after him. So it was always Herbert and what for Kyler. So this kind of kickstarted again this this last, I guess, what, last Tuesday or Monday where that deal got kicked up again. And what happened was uh, Plouts has been coming after Claypool and Gibson for probably the last two months. And obviously that goes nowhere because he overvalues his picks. Um, but what happened was I think Presto heard wind of that and we decided, well, actually he started throwing this around. So we have Andrew who's frozen and Herb who was away. <laughs> Andrew was right in the middle of uh, telling us and he froze up. Oh, okay. He didn't start yet, so I didn't miss anything. Um, so where, where shall I begin? Um, so... I think the gist was uh, Herbert and what for Kyler. Uh, Claypool and Gibson got kicked up. Presto had the sneak in there. Yeah, no, and then um, basically Plouts, Plouts liked Claypool a little bit more than Presto does. And mm -hmm. he claims that I like Kyler a little bit more than he does. I don't know where, where that even got came into play. Let me take a step back here. So Presto and Plouts were never going to trade the two of them together just it just was not going to happen so they needed me to come in and help kind of level set that that devil's triangle so i kind of said look i know plouts likes claypool that was a piece he was always asking for i know that presto should, could take a little bit of a hit at running back and, and try to acquire some more assets so i just decided to part ways that way and that's kind of how how this started yeah so then obviously because the uh the league is a, a big sewing circle. I'm hearing both sides of this from uh, from you and from Presto. My immediate thoughts are Presto's getting pick one and Kyler at the time. I was like, that's intriguing because those are like the two things that I've been interested in from <laughs> uh, from Plouts. And yeah, th there was no way like a. I, I've sent like some pretty big offers to uh, Plouts, and I got the you sent the the best worst offer, <laughs> which is like a badge of honor. <laughs> I, I will say I was going after one point one for a long time now, uh, but it was always one point one and what for Gibson and Claypool, and the end what always seemed to be Tyler Lockett, and it just just never made any sense, any sense to me at all. I think at one point I was offered 2.3 and Lockett for Gibson, which also I just or, – or even Claypool, but it just didn't really work for me. So then um, I think, I think you, you had like a decent um, framework of a deal. And while I was thinking of what, how could I, uh, after the deal, deal with the Presto for pick one and maybe Kyler – he reaches out to me, would you trade five, six, and LaVisca for, and Rogers, obviously, but uh, for one in Kyler? And I'm like, that's almost the exact deal I was thinking. And so he's like doing his usual, like mulling, not making a decision. I was like, 
are you going to do that three-way deal or what? And he's like, only if you do, if you trade with me. And I'm like, all right, so tell Andrew uh, the devil's triangle turns into the magic quadrant, <laughs> which is what the, uh, the worksheet that uh, we had to work uh, through the next like worst four days of my life. <laughs> Before we get to the worst four days of your life, I think at one point um, I was constantly getting harassed in the FPL chats because of my trade calculator valuations. And look, I'm not a man who lives and dies by the trade calculator, but I'm always going to gut check the rest of the fantasy community to understand if what I'm asking is on one end of the extreme or not. So when I kept- Isn't that what Twitter's in, for? No, no, Twitter, <laughs> polls, Twitter polls are run by Russians. Um, but no, I, I think I kept throwing around Claypool and Gibson for CMC. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think Presto is going to do that straight up, but I can make that work. And that once I hit that one, and once I got into the devil's triangle, I wasn't leaving that trade without CMC. And I'm glad I got him. <clears throat> yes. So just for backgrounder, the original deal was something Andrew was just getting McCaffrey. I was um, just getting pick one. And uh Plouts was getting um Claypool, Herbert, Ronald Jones, Curtis Samuel. And I don't even remember or care what uh Presto was getting. <laughs> Everything else, apparently. But so Plout says yes. Andrew and I both say yes. Presto needs to think about it. I will say he was also in the middle of a uh, packing to go on a road trip and it did not lead to like a lot of uh, good times for him. Like he was trying to cram this in while also dealing with like his own situation. So he was like up in the air and then that's when the, uh, the adult man tantrums started, I would say <laughs> where Presto wouldn't commit. Plouts completely out. We we I think we spent a solid twenty four hours just trying to get like Plouts to come back to the table. You know, Andrew and I pulling out all the tactics like <laughs> f bombing Presto, good cop, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop, good cop, good cop. You know, all of the just work. You know, we're working. Um, so that was fun. Then we get we get uh, plots at least back to the table back where he'll actually stay in the chat. Look at the uh, the deal and uh, wait. He, people he, are leaving chats. Oh, people oh, yeah. were never people were never staying in the chat because <laughs> people, someone would say something. You, you know, we have a group of you know smart asses, and uh, so you know uh, tempers were running high. And, uh, you know, we finally got plots. He said he didn't want to, he didn't feel like he was getting enough value in it. Um, Curtis Samuel and uh, Rojo were just kind of throwing pieces, which, you know, honestly, I don't really uh, disagree with him. And he wanted something that was, I forget what the, the value was, um, but we figured out it was like equal to David Montgomery through various trade calculators. 
Um, so I, so I just threw out, uh, well, Miles Sanders is kind of in that boat. What about him? So we mull it over. I think this was like another 24 hours and Plouts, uh, is saying that he, he doesn't like Miles Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we, I think all of us were hearing wind that, uh, there was, uh, there were talks of a potential fifth owner getting thrown in and Andrew and I were like we just got to close this out yeah I think what's what's interesting here is I think Putnam's doing a great job of kind of bringing back to the whole timeline of this trade you know I was with it from its inception there was a lot of twists and turns it was like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where it was very anticlimactic at the end but I think the I think the one quote that threw us off was that like, after all these conversations, I'm assuming that there are receipts in all parties where people say, if you do this, then I'm all in. And then you ask that person if they're all in and they're like, well, I'm kind of, I'm 50, 50. And then Presto goes into his elaborate, you know, five paragraphs around why he can't do this trade all while like Putnam and I are laughing. You're like, I can't believe Plout's almost accepted this stupid ass deal. Like what does he want to see Sam and Rojo for? He's like, He's an idiot. Like, I mean, he ended up at the end, like, I think getting more value back. So it was probably a good thing that he, he slept on it. But like, I solely blame Presto's lack of jumping on this trade um, for the value that he actually had to pay in, in the long run. I think in another piece, like, wasn't he also trying to throw Dak into the mix? And oh, yeah. So, so you, you this, part. this is a good part. Yeah. So, there was a three person chat that, you know, Presto, uh, Andrew and I always talk basketball and, but we were, this is where we were, you know, using all the good cop, bad cop tactics. And well, at one point, Presto says he's not giving up Kyler for Dak in a second. Flash forward to the final deal. <laughs> That's exactly what he gave up. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, and then, so when Miles got thrown in and we're like working it out, I don't know who did this, but somehow all of a sudden Kyler is on Andrew's team. <laughs> and and Andrew's like, Andrew like took a, like a timeout because he was, he had to do a lot of just like, you know, the, the trade has nothing to do with players improving rosters or whatever. It's one making, making history, FPL history. <laughs> And just dealing with all of the different personalities that that we had to deal with. But he's like, how am I getting Kyler now? And I was like, I don't know. And it, <laughs> like, you know, I think there is a point where uh, during this whole deal, like, you know, I think it's, it's insane that w what Andrew got CMC for. And I think that he's on the flip side, he probably thought the same thing for pick one. So I think it's just like, you know, two guys, they find themselves in an Eiffel Tower situation. You just, you don't make eye contact. You get in there, you get what's done, and you don't talk to the other guy. He's, he gets what he needs out of it too. And then you, you leave. And that's what, what the deal was for us. Yeah. So Putnam and I were never going to cross swords or cross streams. It was, it was, if you think of it, it was probably two devil's triangles that morphed into a magic quadrant. But again, like it's not, like, <laughs> it's not like Putnam and I were like looking at this and saying, here's what we need to do. It was like, hey, we like the pieces that we got. We have two very volatile 
assets in this trade. And, you know, you just kind of had to deal with their pride, deal with their ego, you know, and then just deal with them in general. I think at one point I called, I called clouds up in video chat. So I'm at, I'm at my favorite bar, my favorite bar, salt and spirits is right across the road and it's a nice little fake tiki hut. And I feel like the deal's back in Presto's in, he gives Sanders up plots. He gave plots what he wanted, Putnam's in, I'm in. Plouts isn't responding. He's doing his typical Plouts thing. I video called him five times. No response. He calls me back. He's got no shirt on, and he's grinding <laughs> coffee beans. He's grinding coffee beans at 9.30 at night. No shirt on. I was actually scared for someone's life at this point. <laughs> I, I don't know where to jump in in any of these. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so listen. Yeah, so... We final where we're like we we hit like a stall, you know, and, and there's nothing really happening. And finally, um, I'm I'm like, like people are bitching. I'm thinking just like I don't care about any of the shit. Like I just want to know what's gonna get it done. So I'm like thinking I know, Plouts likes Chark, and I heard he's shopping Locket. So what if we swap there? Because to me. It doesn't make a difference. They're they're gonna be like my sixth, seventh wide receiver. And if he likes him and this gets the deal done, let's do it. I sent it to him. And that was the uh the final nail in the coffin to like get the deal done. Like yeah. that's what sealed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then wow. so, so um break breaking it down just so everybody understands because we've had a lot of people just say i don't know what the fuck was going on yeah andrew you got christian mccaffrey caffrey and kyler murray and you gave up antonio gibson chase claypool your second next year and Dak. so let's just break it down by owner what do you what do you got what do you gave up what do you think about that or well, before we do that, I, I suppose my takeaway of the story is like, do you guys raped might be too strong of a word, but like manipulated two other owners into extracting the two key assets in this deal and threw them a bunch of pieces and made them stomp their feet and go in a corner and then they finally accepted it. Seems to be that the 30 second takeaway from all of that. So I guess kudos in that sense. Um, okay. So looking at the actual trade then, I mean, it's like, again, going to that point, CMC and 1-1 one, one are probably like the assets you want to get. And I think in general trading, like usually are better off with getting the best assets. So getting CMC is a, a good get for Andrew. I never thought Kylo would be traded in the FPL. So that's just shocking. And then it's hilarious to hear that you thought it was going to be Dak and somehow turned into Kyler without any explanation. So that's, that's funny. Um, you gave us some talent, though. I mean, Claypool definitely had a good year. I, I don't love the situation with Roethlisberger, but he's talented. Gibson, everybody loves. So that, that was something you had to give up. And then the second in the deck is, I don't know, kind of whatever. So, I mean, I think when you talked about wanting to get CMC for Gibson and Claypool, it looks like you did just that. So kudos. I, I just want to say, though, that like, 
first off, Brad thinks Claypool is a wide receiver three. When we were even talking about a Julio Jones trade, I actually had a three-way group that I started with with Brad and Plouts about me getting Julio and Plouts getting Claypool because he liked them. And he was like, Claypool is a wide receiver team on, like, on the Steelers. And I'm like, he's also 10 years older than Julio or younger than Julio. And it's just like I don't think it resonated with him about how much potential that guy has. So while I say that Gibson and Claypool for CMC, if – if I was looking at it from Presto's perspective, he probably should have took that deal in the first place just to w- waste on the way his roster's, you know, constructed. But I'm happy with it because now I got a dominant run- running back core. I got Kyler Murray who, with Dak, you know, there's probably a couple games points difference there, but I think I'm going to get a little bit more uh, back on the running game, I think. So, and hopefully a little bit longer term from a dynasty perspective. So I'm happy because I have a really strong – core right now so i think i have a really really high floor where i'll let my wide receivers figure themselves out but none, they were all as volatile as uh claypool anyways so yeah okay. so uh presto sent a picture of uh just kyler derrick henry delvin cook christian mccaffrey from andrew's roster and my first thought was what did we do <laughs> like I, I told Andrew, like, he's at getting three of the top four redraft picks. He's starting them at running back this year. Yeah. And in some cases, the top three, you know, you can have an argument about Kamara. That's that's pretty dirty. Uh, it doesn't every, even really ma- matter who else you start. Yeah, every, every time CMC was mentioned in the Magic Quadrant, I immediately changed the topic. <laughs> I was like, I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody focusing on CMC. This is this is my goal right now. So Th- that was what's do you funny. Have any like, wide receivers? Who are your wide receivers? It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. I think that is what's funny. Like, there was never any talk about McCaffrey going to anyone else but Andrew or pick one going <laughs> to anyone else but me. It was just like people would like veer off topic and we just like get him back. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I guess that's why you guys weren't inside the uh, the triangle in your analogy. Um, going to the next team, uh, this this is probably the most controversial uh, team acquisition. I think is uh, Pots getting uh, Miles Sanders, Chase Claypool, Justin Herbert, and DJ Chark, and he gave up one Kyler and Lockett. You know. I don't hate it for Plouts because I think he would have blue pick one. I don't think he would have took Chase. I think he would have took somebody else and it would have been a mistake. And to get Miles Sanders, Claypool, for some reason he got another quarterback and then DJ Shark tossed in. Uh, It's not terrible. Um... But, I mean, I guess in one way you could say quarterbacks are kind of a wash, wide receivers. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but let's call it maybe a slate upgrade slash wash. So then he just traded 1-1 for Claypool and Miles. I mean, any other year I would hate it. I just don't know if I hate it. I don't hate it as much this year. So I don't know. I, I don't have a strong take on it. Yeah, I think, you know, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but the the league, for whatever reason, does not like Miles Sanders. Does And more weirdly, I think 
doesn't have a strong opinion of Chase Claypool. Told me that you could trade pick one for uh, two sub 24, 23 year old uh, top 15 running back and top 24 wide receiver. I think that's pretty good. Um, so yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Herbert. Um, I, I obviously think that Kyler has a little bit higher ceiling, but it would not surprise me at all if Herbert outscored him this year. And so I don't think that's really a downgrade. Um, and then Chark, like Potts had three big time wide receivers older. So, you know, pivoting from almost 29 year old Lockett to, uh, like a 24 year old Chark with Trevor Lawrence. That's pretty solid. I think the funniest thing that came out of the whole, it was like weird one finished the deal and then like everybody kind of started being themselves because so everybody was so on edge. Um, when you say finish the deal, <laughs> we all uh, we all shook hands. Plus, um, it's just like um, I needed. Kyler and Mahomes had the same buy, so that's why this deal happened. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the whole reason. Okay, got it. I mean, so, oh, man, I think like what the interesting thing is the fact that he is such a strong proponent of having two top dynasty quarterbacks is interesting. Like, how much value did he leave on the table by trading back for another? quarterback right he could have traded for a rod and got another receiver thrown in or something along those lines so but i i I will say like i mentioned this earlier that trade this trade as it stands looks a hell of a lot better for for plouts than it did to the one trade that presto 50 50 and then ended up having to give up a little bit more so he would have got a lot more shit for that one so when you like when you look at like where plouts started and where he finished in terms of what was approved I mean, the only real difference from like Presto's perspective was that he got Dak in a second over Murray. Like, and he, he lost more. So when he listens to this, he's going to realize that he screwed himself just so he can keep Ronald Jones. Right? Like, Ronald Jones, I think, was the key reason why he did not accept this trade. And I, I will stand by that. Well, if we're going to shift over, I feel well, like Presto's trade is like smartest man in the room move. <laughs> That feels like what he was going for with all of those those assets that he was acquiring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did, have you been announcing what the trade was, Putnam, before I jump in? I yeah, just want to, one other comment on Platt. Oh, biggest on. criticism, a, a few owners uh, said, uh, why didn't Potts just trade one of his quarterbacks for a running back or wide receiver? Like, why did he have to get another quarterback back or whatever? So that uh, – you know, blowback from that. But, you know, if he wants two quarterbacks, that's fine. Um, move, moving to Presso. So he got pick five, pick six, uh, James Robinson, Dak, Andrews, 2022 20, second, McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, and Herbert. Yeah. He shipped off a lot of talent. I'll say that. He shipped off a lot of talent. Um, he might be bringing back not as much talent. I mean, I guess he's really got a nail pick five and six in this draft. And 
I, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I, like I was saying before, like, I think it's a great super flex draft. I think there will be value to be had in the first round. So it's not to say that there's no talent, but just pick it up. Um, so he acquired a lot of talent, Presto. Yeah. Well, all right. Here's a Presto take. I mean, he's got J. Robin Gibson, but to acquire multiple first in this draft, I don't know if I love it, especially when you're moving out CMC, Justin Herbert, and Miles Sanders. Like, that is, I don't know if this improves his teams. Uh, he probably lost this trade. Like, let's, let's just come out with it. Like, he's really got to nail pick five and six, and good luck. Good luck, sir. Yeah, so I've, a few people have said that Presto definitely won the trade. Um, you know, I I like making fun of Presto as much as anyone else. But I will say that, uh, one, he, he's typically a pretty good drafter, even if he does have, as you said, the uh, smartest man in the room. What's his, uh, uh, what's his draft history in the last couple of years? I feel like I want to look this up. Brian Edwards? Brian Braylon Edwards. Um, the, the other thing I would say, he is a, a pretty good trader. So, you know, acquiring a ton of assets, I mean, he wasn't a good trader here, but it, it just in one-on-one deals, he's pretty good. What, uh, um, what fantasy calculator do you use? Do you guys know? I actually do know. I, I want, it's my fault. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't, I think, I think the biggest annoyance I have is he's acting like this is a total rebuild now. He's got a good, he's got a good foundation. So especially, uh, you know, he still has a couple uh, starting running backs and the uh, picks will probably enter his starting lineup too. So I don't think it's a, a very woe is me as he's treating it. <clears throat> the other thing is he views the draft a lot differently than I did it. I, I didn't talk to him about like what he thought about who would go where until after we made the deal, but he definitely views, uh, you know, differently than I do, which, you know, I don't necessarily think that I'm right. So it's fine. And it makes more sense now that he uh, explained his position. So uh, I don't know. He definitely has a lot of assets to play with a lot more than he did last or previous because he really didn't have that much to work with outside of like Christian McCaffrey. Interesting timing, but the Maloofs took uh, Braylon Edwards in the colors don't run best ball <laughs> two minutes ago. <laughs> that, that's funny. In the 16th round. Um, you know, I, I think of this trade, you know, maybe so- – I honestly don't know who lost on the trade. Like everybody's like, oh, this is the clear winner. But I feel like everybody improved their lineup, right? And I I don't understand. You know, you could say that Gibson and J-Rob are not going to perform at the level of CMC. But I I could, if Gibson outscored Miles by a lot next year, it wouldn't surprise me. But, Mm -hmm. and that's even like going to Dak from Herb, maybe he has a, a little bit of a bump in the short term and then getting the picks. So I feel like everybody actually did improve their roster, even if they want to say that it's a long-term play. Like Presto needs help at wide receiver. They're, you know, I do too. But like from Presto's perspective, you know, getting 1.5, 1.6 gives him a little bit of wiggle room. 
Um, I think he's going to hold Pat. I don't know if he'll be able to make a trade back, but it'll be interesting because the Maloofs and Adam both have multiple picks after him in the first round. So I, I, it'd be interesting to see if he decides to trade back or not. But, um, I mean, he got a haul, right? It's, it's, it's a big move. Mm-hmm. We didn't break down uh, what I got, um, just FYI, Andrew. But uh, yep. so I got um, pick one and lock it, and I gave up uh, pick five, pick six, Chark, and uh, James Robinson. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just start off here. I think, as I said it in the Magic Quadrant chat, Putnam deserves uh, the Walter Payton Award for his uh, contributions to this trade. I think that, you know, I've been in similar situations in the past where you have a couple of extra assets that may not do a lot of damage on your starting lineup, so you can move them around. So, you know, he threw James Robinson in there to make Presto fear earlier, feel good earlier in the initial trade. And then later on, he said, hey, look, Shark Lockett, same thing. I know you wanted to get rid of some of your Jaguars, so this is a good way to diversify the portfolio. But I also do think people are undervaluing Lockett a little bit. Do you hear me? Like looking at us. Yeah. When you're looking at a stat line for a wide receiver, you want, usually you want them to hit three th- uh, thresholds, right? 100 catches, 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's check. Well, yeah. Check. Check. Will he do it again? I don't even care, but I'm sure he'll get close to most of them. And as my wide receiver six, that's pretty good. I hope you picked the right three weeks. Um, and then the other thing I want to was- say, Andrew, on your take of, with Presto is my only takeaway from your rant on Presto was it sounds like you're finna trade with Presto again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of trade talks that go on, and it's – this one took a lot out of me. Really so, did. Putnam, who are you planning to start at quarterback this year? Uh, well, that's why I moved up to pick one, so I could lock in Trevor Lawrence. Trey Lance? I don't know. There was a lot, there was a lot of uh, talk about Trey Lance in the uh, Superflex chat. Or the not the Superflex, the uh, best ball uh, chat today. Oh. Uh, but I don't want to spoil that. That that'll be a different pod. But um, okay. But I'm confident Rogers is going to play, and if he doesn't, then I think I got a couple. Of- yeah. I mean, there's still there's some good like quarterbacks on the uh, the free agent wire. We won't get into all of them, but it'd be very easy to have a starter for a couple of weeks while A Rod figures it out. So uh, yeah. If you gentlemen could have one one side of this trade that's not your own, who are you taking? Oh, I'd probably take Prestos. Okay, you're definitely trying to trade with him. Yep. Oh, I I definitely I, take Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting because like one point one. I know there's a lot. Obviously, Chase Chase is there. Wide receivers are interesting. If Putnam had like a, a bigger need at, at running back, I feel like it'd be more interesting for Putnam. He doesn't so, need, Chase doesn't make you better. We'll put it that way. The, the funny thing is I never actually told anyone 
who I was going to take at one, but everybody was just like, oh, he's taking Chase, he's taking Chase. Could Which, take Fitz? I, I don't know who I'm going to take. Matthew Barry and Mike Clay haven't written their articles on ESPN yet, so how do you even know who's going to be good yet for a dynasty league? I don't get it. So it's up there. I can watch camp, track injuries, read camp reports, and just uh, see who. See who might be good. Who was the one NFL team who traded up? Who's like, we don't know who we want. Well, oh. it was allegedly the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. It was, oh, no, the Jets a couple years back did that, right? I, it's I all bullshit. Know. I don't know. Um, the Speaking one, the one thing. What about 49ers quarterbacks, Putnam? Oh, breaking news. We wanted to uh, bring this up on the pod. We, we have this plan. Nick Mullins signed with the Eagles today. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. What are your, what are your thoughts? I love the kid. <laughs> he'll, he'll get you to 400 pretty quickly. <laughs> Fine backup. I can't wait for Jalen Hurts to lose a couple games and then for him to just sling it to Regor. You know, I do hope Mullins becomes like the next Fitzpatrick. I don't know if he's on that tier, but he'll come in and he'll throw the rock around and you just hope it doesn't go to the other team that often. Honestly, the Eagles' um, new coach seems like the type of idiot who would start Nick Mullins over Jalen Hurts. <laughs> My kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> um. The one last thing I wanted to uh, break down was uh, some of the uh, reactions. Uh, I, I jotted some of them down when the trade went through, just of the other league or the rest of the league. So, um, Herb, you said, wow. What, what was going through your mind then? Uh, I quickly looked at my phone while I was driving. And I put it right down because it was too much to process. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what to make of this. That was, that was all I got. Yeah. Um, Fox sent us the, uh, the big eyes emoji. And I was like, dude, you know, these guys have families. You can't come that hard. <laughs> Asked me, what the fuck is happening? And I didn't know. Um, so that was confusing. Mian texts me. He's like, I'm at a wedding and I can't process this, <laughs> which was pretty much the consensus. Like nobody could like actually. Out. You guys had to make us a map. And even then it was still confusing. What's funny is it wasn't color coded and like, I didn't know how to like actually process it as the commissioner. And then I'm trying to do it. Andrew locked the spreadsheet because he was too afraid that someone was going to change the deal last minute. <laughs> that cracked me up. That was a, uh, I can't wait to see who plays you guys on Netflix. <laughs> James Vanderbeek. Hopefully there's a season two. All right. So I, I think we, uh, we beat this trade into the ground. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, presto reactions. I don't know. He was sending uh, pictures of Gorbachev cards in his family's basement. 
Do you see that? Nope. You can cut this from the pod. On that, I will. <laughs> All right. It was good to get back into the. Um, we will try to make it a little more regular with a couple of. Urban, Urban and I have a couple ideas up our sleeves. So things are happening. Um, I just can't wait to tell Herb what they are. <laughs> I might show up. We'll see. Yeah. So, uh, you know, good work, Andrew. On, uh, and uh, Herb, it's good to have you back. Gentlemen, that was a wild ride. <laughs> Later. See you guys. See you guys.